G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Brester Show. Uh, yes, hello, good morning, and welcome to the Bungie and Brewster Show, live on 1629 SEN SA. We are here to get your Sunday morning off on the good note. My name's John Casey. It's my pleasure to be sharing the airwaves with you this morning. But, of course, you're not here to listen to me. You're here because you like the big names, like this guy. From Ma. Yes. Big shot by Brett Ma. Ah, the big shots in the house. Morning to you, Brett Stone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good to be here. We're uh, just the two of us in here today. Obviously, Bungie's uh, up in the uh, northern end, up in Darwin. And, On location. Uh, he is. And is we'll it be... a secret mission? <laughs> I think so. We'll be crossing to him later on in the show and be getting his thoughts as well. But, yeah, good to be here. And the, how good's the weather been the last couple of days? It's been awesome. Outstanding. I think this time last Sunday we had our raincoats on and you lost your umbrella on the way home. <laughs> it just did. took flight. I did. Turned inside <laughs> out on me. Almost poked your eye out. <laughs> no, all good. Um, yeah, big week of sport again. So we've got heaps to cover. So, yeah, all looking Sure good. have. I don't know if we want to talk about the basketball, though. It wasn't great for the 36ers or the Lightning. No, both teams went down, and we'll, we'll cover that off. But, yeah, a little bit disappointing for both teams. So um, things to work on. They've got the FIBA break uh, coming up, so we'll talk a bit about that later as well. Aussies in the cricket, not so good either. The good news, we've won the netball series against England, which we've been following <laughs> closely, and uh, they've been impressive. Yeah, they have. Um, and getting to blood some new talent through there as well, which was a really good opportunity. They've had a good year, actually. Um, the amount of uh, wins they've had against England and New Zealand and looking good for the World Com Cup games next goal. year. So, yeah, we all, we all care about that one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't well, know, Red Mar's not big on the Com games. He's a bit of a uh, Com games um, hater. No, I'm not uh, a hater, but anyway, it's good. I, I like netball being in the Com games because that is a Commonwealth sport. So it's uh, I think it's appropriate. And we do dominate pretty well in that. Yeah, we do. And we like <laughs> winning. And I'll tell you who's winning at the moment. Big payday for Adelaide golfer Wade Ormsby. How's he travelling at the moment with an extra 3.1 mil going into the kick? Into the back pocket. That's not a bad uh, bad uh, weekend's work, is it, really? Um, yeah, I, I like the, the whole live setup. Um the way it's going, and it's exciting to watch. They, they, they add a few different dimensions. They add the music and all that, and, and that's what I like about uh, some sports. We were talking about how some sports, like basketball, music occasionally gets played a bit too loud and detracts from the game, but I like music being um, brought into golf where they normally ask for complete quiet, and they've got that going. I think they should set up a, a live live version of the uh, tennis and add some music and make that a bit more fun and upbeat and that as well. You, you play tennis um, 
out on the street, you have all the noises yep. as you grow up, and then all of a sudden you get to the professional ranks and, oh, we need dead quiet, please. I, I just don't get it. So I like the involvement of the music. Yeah, just tradition, isn't it? And uh, maybe it's time to shake that up, like we see with 3x3 mm. in basketball. They're playing music, people dancing, carrying on, having a drink. You're allowed to heckle. You can shout out support. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, regular listeners to the Bungie and Brett's show, and we do this thanks to our great friends at Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. More on that shortly as well. But uh, the regular listeners were here last week and we gave out our Melbourne Cup tips. Oh. And I think our great man, the Bungie, he uh, he was a, around the mark, wasn't he? He had Gold Trip in there. He got lucky. Uh, yeah, no, he mentioned Gold Trip. I, I actually went in a sweep at work and I had, uh, uh, without a fight, and Duaeus, which I thought were both um, reasonable chances and both ended up midfield or worse. Um, but, yeah, Gold Trip, what a good run. Fantastic. Um, just came through that last little bit and uh, just blew it away. I was actually talking Gold Trip early in the week and then – the weight got to me, like yep. 57 and a half kilos. It only ever won one race yeah. before the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, so that really detracted me from putting money on it. I wanted to bet responsibly, so I didn't bet at all. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, even the favourite. Like, how often does the favourite win? Like, not very often. No. Like, that was really short-priced odds. Yeah. And I know you had 100 to 1 on it because yeah. you got on that little betting extravaganza that Bet R was putting on. and. Um, yeah, just where'd that finish fourth? Fourth. Got a good run for my money. At one stage, mm. it loomed up and looked as though I was going to run past them. But yeah. uh, no, you're right with the favourites. I think about a third of all favourites win yep. in general terms. And yeah, for the Melbourne Cup, it can be hard. You can't, uh, uh, but you can't go wrong backing winners. And one thing I have noticed that seems to come up every year in the Melbourne Cup, I find the winner after the race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I had a, not a problem with, but a question about, it was coming down the, the home straight in the lead. Emissary was making a really, wow. really good run. Yep. And it seemed to kind of take its line away. Mm. And you could see a definite hold up of Emissary and it never, I thought Emissary was going to go past it. And it, it was a definite, I thought it held him up. And I don't know the rules of racing, but to me, it looked like, well, oh, that was a bit dubious. Yep. No, all clear. And uh, Gold Trip, a big winner mm. of the Melbourne Cup. And, of course, yesterday the uh, Flemington Carnival concluded with a big race day. Jamie Carr, great South Australian jockey, doing a good job there, winning one of the big events as well. So now we can safely put racing to bed and we move on to the summer sports, which are already well underway as well, as we've said, with the cricket, which is on again today here. Uh, so plenty to look forward to in the summer now that the football's gone, although that's still going with the AFLW. And we're going to talk to Chelsea Randall a little later about that. Is it? Kieran Ma, is it? Is yes. that his name? Yeah, because a lot of people ask me, oh, is he a relative? And um, he is now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> if he wants to be. I'm certainly not getting any tips down the wire if he is. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think he is a relative to all those people that do ask me. Um, but I might look into it just in case because he. Might be a handy person to know down the street. You've got to run with that. Yeah, of course <laughs> he is. And, in fact, he does send me information every now and again. If you'd like to slide me $20 or so, <laughs> send a lobster in my direction. I can probably find out some good information for you and just keep running with it until uh, the ruse is over because mm. uh, that's the way we run here on the Bungie and Brett's the show. On a Sunday morning, it's a glorious day out there. But, of course, uh, when you have sport, you've got controversy. Controversy, love it.
And there is a major controversy that a lot of people probably haven't heard about yet, but they're going to hear about it now because this is incredible what's going on. And you're all over it because you are a big fan of Cornhole. Yeah, I love Cornhole. Um, Yeah, the American Cornhole League, the World Championship has just been run. And there is Baggate. Baggate. <laughs> Just explain to our listeners exactly what Cornhole is, because I have to say, until mm. I read this, I had no idea what Cornhole was. Yeah, so um, you've got a board that's probably, oh, normally it's about a metre, metre and a half long, with about two-thirds of the way down, it's got a little hole cut out of the of the board. And then you have to stand, oh, well, when I play, we stand about 10 metres away. I don't know the official length that you're supposed to stand. but uh, And then you're given bean bags, and you're normally given four or five bean bags, depending on how little many. Little hand-sized bean bags. Yeah, little hand-sized bean bags. And you've got to throw them and try and get them into the hole. Right. And you can block the hole with your bean bags. There's all different tactics. But apparently, um, one of the teams has been caught doctoring the bags and, no. and shrunk the bags. Oh, to make it easier to, to go make, through. And so they've been caught because the other team said, hey, look at their bags. They're, they're no look good. Look at their bags, they said. <laughs> and then the other team said, well, hang on, have a look at their bags. And they've both been done. They're both cheating uh, by doctoring their bags. So I don't know what, what goes on with that. How can you stop? How can you stop bad gate? We've had chess gate, now bad gate. Don't they measure them before they start? That's incredible, isn't it? But it's massive in the US, as we know. It's uh, a huge sport. 150-odd thousand players. There's 20,000 events, and a lot of those would be smaller events, backyard events. But, yeah, we're talking 250K for the highest-paid player, so there's plenty of money in it. So I'm not surprised. Anytime there's money involved, there is always someone that wants to bend the rules as much as they can. Well, we had the fishing gate as well, didn't we, with the weights and the fish. It's happening everywhere. This is ridiculous. It's hard to bet on these things if people are cheating. But um, it is a really good goal uh, game if uh, you go away, you're on the cans, and uh, just a nice social event, even in the backyard, to set it up. It's uh, one of those games. I know a lot of our friends, they pull out the Finsker or different games like that. This is another really good one to play in the backyard. And, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I don't know about cheating, though. I think that's something we need to... We have got the chess people in court over that cheating extravaganza. And as you say, putting weights in fish to win prizes. And now we've got cornhole bean bags being doctored as well. One thing that I did find amusing about this is that the American Cornhole League have the world championship themselves. We don't need... They, Americans are fantastic. The World Series of Baseball we've spoken about and is on again. Uh, but the, the American Cornhole League just decided they're having the world championships amongst themselves. What about us? What about Brett Maher? He should be in the world <laughs> championship, shouldn't he? Well, it's ridiculous. Americans, it just goes to show Americans that everything that they do is the biggest and best and everything they do just is, ask them. is a world championship, <laughs> apparently. It's only run in their country and everything they have, the NBA world championship. Yep. They've got, as you said, baseball. Every sport they have is apparently the world championship. I, I don't think it's right. And uh, they should have to change that. We're going to have to get something, a world championship of our own here, yeah. dedicated to the Bungie and Bretts to show that we can pump up and try and get the Americans involved in that. And they will be free of cheating. There might be a little bit of rule bending. <laughs> well, we're not going down the path of cheating. But uh, look, we're up and about here on the Bungie and Bretts to show. Thanks to Mayhem Collectibles. Get ready for Mayhem with Mayhem Collectibles. The parade at Norwood. Get out there and check out the Brett Maher 
NBL card. It's rocketing up in value. And if you can get yourself one of those, you'll be doing very well indeed. Big show coming up. Lot to look forward to. Stay with us. We'll take a short break and be back on the Bungie and Bretster Show right after this the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. And you're with Brett Maher and John Casey this morning, and Andrew McLeod is going to be joining us from location in sweaty Darwin, where he's been doing a spot of fishing and trying to organise the AFL scenario up there. So looking forward to that a little later in the show, along with Chelsea Randall. Captain Courageous of the Adelaide Crows women's team who are going to have to do it the hard way if they're going to defend their premiership, Bretster. Yeah, they are. They had that loss to Melbourne, which we'll talk about. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to back up again uh, against the winner of Collingwood St. Kilda. Uh, Western Dogs. Collingwood Western, Western Bulldogs. Bulldogs. So, today. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I think there'll be a good chance of winning that. Well, they'll but, play here uh, in Adelaide, so let's hope they get good support from the fans. I'm sure they will. Yeah, it would have been nice. The way they started against Melbourne. Great, um, wasn't it? I thought they were going to roll over them, but Melbourne did fight back, showed the quality that they've showed all year. So, yeah, it would be good. Interesting to talk to Chelsea about her thoughts of that game and their their thoughts of the upcoming game as well. We have a lot of fun here on the Bungie and Brett's show, and we'd like you to join in as well. You can send us a text on 0427 154 166 or the open line 1300 736 736. And we have great supporters of the show, including Lauren X Cleaning, securing workplace safety. Google them today. And we couldn't do it without our good friends at Australian Motors Mitsubishi as well. And I'm pleased to say that we have the dealer principal Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Dylan Nunn on the blower this morning. Dylan, great to have you with us. Good morning, Case. Good morning, Brettles. How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks, Dylan. Um, I just firstly wanted to ask you, uh, did you end up finding your wife at the 36ers game last night? I know she she went missing at the end of the game. I hope you tracked her down. She certainly did, mate. Yeah, obviously we tracked her down. We had kids going everywhere, as you would have seen, mate. And obviously, uh, as always, thank you for your time to stop by and say good day to my guests. So, um, <laughs> gee, it was a bit hard to watch last night, though, wasn't it? Well, I'm yeah. glad you found your wife. Could you find Adelaide's defence? Because that went missing as well, Dylan. <laughs> it certainly did. But, uh, hey, obviously I'm, I'm not coming from a position of strength of talking about basketball. I'm a car dealer, for goodness sake. So, um, uh, yeah, look, it was a bit tough to watch. But... Um, Nevertheless, we've just got to get around that team and keep supporting them and keep showing up. So. You've uh, you've been a great sponsor of the 36ers, uh, Dylan. Can you tell us a bit about that sponsorship, but also some of the other teams and uh, that, that you're supporting at the moment as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, uh, we've been a partner, obviously, for uh, five years now of the Adelaide 36ers, and it's something that we're pretty proud of. And sporting uh, in the community in general is pretty important to us. Um, we obviously sponsor a number of things. We uh, Foss Camden Football Club, all the way through to Clarendon Lawn Bowls Club. Um, it's uh, it's pretty important to us. And then obviously myself being involved in the Mount Barker Football Club as well. So um, it's uh, it is a very important part of our business. And uh, as you guys know, you know we've got a number of uh, quite a number of staff, uh, approximately 250 people we employ. So. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people there that are involved in sporting clubs, and obviously, if we can get behind that, um, that's what means a lot to us. Given that of our family-owned business and family ethos, so yeah. How long's the family been involved? Because I know it goes back a long way. Yeah, it has. Case so um, it was founded in 1952 uh, by the Hassan family, and it's still owned by the Hassan family. So 
Uh, we've had uh, we're one of the longest. Well, we are the longest-standing Mitsubishi dealer in Adelaide. Obviously, we signed on when Mitsubishi took over Chrysler in 1980. Um, we obviously uh, signed on as the first dealer and um, still going strong. And that's uh, obviously the proof's in the pudding when you drive past that beautiful building on Goodwood Road now. So Yeah, I was going to bring that up, the new showroom. What can people expect to see uh, down there? We've got some brand-new cars coming in as well, but what can we expect out of the new showroom? Yeah, it's it's something that we're really, really proud of. Um, look, it's a state-of-the-art facility. It's... it's, it's uh, it offers an experience that uh, you won't get anywhere else in, in South Australia, um, for sure, and, and even around the country, actually. But um, uh, it's a great facility. It's quite luxurious. It's got sort of airport-style lounge uh, facilities for our service clients. Transparency, so you can watch your car getting serviced. Um, and then, of course, obviously, just the, the ultimate customer experience, which is what we try to offer our, our, uh, our guests. Um, you should get down there, Brett, actually. You'd be due for a service soon, wouldn't you, mate? <laughs> and the yeah. car might need one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Outlander is uh, is going well. Can you tell us about some of the cars uh, that you got in there at the moment? What cars are selling uh, selling quickly? Yeah, look, Outlander obviously always goes strong. And then, of course, we've got the Triton as well. So they're probably our two biggest, uh, biggest sellers at the moment. Outlander is obviously a brand-new product, and that's got some sensational technology in it. Um, it really is a game-changer. Um, and then, of course, we've got all the, all the way through the range. So for your everyday runabouts in Eclipse Crosses, and then we've got some great um, plug-in hybrid technology coming through as well. So... Um, it's, we've sort of got all bases loaded, if that makes sense, with uh, with, with whatever your needs might be. Um, and and they're getting better looking and they're getting better warranties and they're getting, you know, the cars are just getting better in general. So um, it's, it's exciting to be a part of this brand at the moment, um, which, you know, obviously, well, both of you actually have an Outlander, so I'm sure you both... Uh, uh, are experiencing that yourselves. We've got to get Bungie to uh, switch over. He's always had his sponsored cars of the uh, crappy toy, uh, the Toyotas, but we don't want to mention them. We're trying to swing him over. I know he looks at ours and uh, he's very envious. So we've got to get him down there and get him into a Mitsubishi as well. I think so, mate. Absolutely. When he comes back from Darwin, it's, uh, yeah, we can bring him down and... Uh, We'll have a coffee and have a chat, and I'm sure we'll get him switched over. And I know that you guys obviously had uh, the great man Jared Walsh on a couple of weeks ago as well. So, um, you know, Jared's driving around in his Triton as well. So we can, we'll uh, we'll have everyone switched over soon. <laughs> he's attempting to frighten the Triton. He hasn't succeeded just yet, Walshy, but he's doing a very good job of it. I was reading today, Dylan, that this decade, and we're in 2022, so we're getting into the decade. But by the end of this decade, three quarters of the cars, new cars sold, are going to be electric vehicles. It is a changing place, the automotive industry, and it's changing rapidly. Look, it absolutely is, um, and I think you know the the, the difference is obviously what. Well, We've, we're trying to move away from fossil fuels, aren't we, as a society in general? So um, I think you've got to embrace it, uh, obviously, and the technology is getting better. Obviously, in Australia, one of the things that the, that we do come up with the most is what range can be offered. Um, it's it, you know, it's a hard it's a hard market to squeeze into at the moment, but the technology that's coming through is fantastic. So um, you know, it, you've got to embrace it. It's they're good products. Um, they're clean. They're, they're green, you know, um, and the, yeah, the technology that's in them is fantastic. So, um, you know, there are manufacturers out there that are suggesting that they'll have commercial vehicles in the country within the next 
24 months that we'll be running uh, electric. Now, when I say commercial vehicles, I mean dual cab utes, four wheel drives. Yep. Um, mm. So that'll be very interesting to see what, uh, what, what they bring in. And now one of the perks of your role is the fact you do get able to sit up close and personal at 36's games and other sporting events that you've mentioned. You take your clients there and it's a great experience for them. Can you tell us the importance of taking your clients to a, an event like the Adelaide 36's and just seeing the enjoyment they get and the excitement they get? And I'm sure that everyone that you take there says, when can I come back again? They certainly do. It's it's a unique experience, the basketball. Um, it's very intimate. And, uh, yeah, we are lucky enough to obviously be able to sit behind the bench. Um, we took some, uh, obviously, some guests there last night. They'd, they'd obviously never experienced the entertainment centre um, and, and the show that is put on. And uh, I say that because that's actually what the guests said. They said, you're not coming to a basketball game, you're coming to a basketball show. Um, and it is quite exciting. Um, we've, we've, we've never had any negative feedback, and it's... It's quite interesting, even if you know, like last night. Obviously, we we have a we didn't get the result we wanted, but um, the excitement of the game and the atmosphere is fantastic. Um, and of course, the uh, the Adelaide Thirty Sixers as a club as well. They're always so welcoming to us uh, and to our clients, and they accommodate. And um, it's yeah, it's just an awesome experience. We uh, we we do enjoy our partnership, and um, obviously that's that's why I say you know we've we've been there for five years, so. Um, it's it's a good unique part about our business. How did uh, I always am interested to see how people get involved in their industry? How did you get involved in becoming the dealer principal at uh, Australian Motors Mitsubishi? Uh, it was a long time in the making, <laughs> Brett. So yeah. um, I've been in the industry for just over twenty years, and I started off uh, in this industry as a salesperson um, at, a, at a, another at a Mitsubishi dealership, actually, and. Uh, just worked my way through and became a, a manager and uh, always, obviously always had an interest in, in leadership and, and the business uh, in general. Um, yeah, basically just kept, kept growing my way through, became a sales manager, became a uh, general manager and uh, into the dealer principal role, which obviously is something that I'm quite proud of. Uh, um, and, you know, you've got to be passionate about the product that, you, that you're selling as well. You know, anyone can sell a product, but to actually believe in the product and, um, and have a genuine love for it. it, it certainly helps. And no doubt about it, you've got, as you say, 250 staff. It's a lot of people to look after, so you're quite adept at leadership. Do you ever, when you're watching the games, feel like you just want to stand up and yell out to the coach of the 36ers, CJ Britton, what you think might be a, a plan A or another plan to go with? <laughs> well, it's a uh, case like everyone, mate. It's, it's pretty easy to make the calls from the cheap seats, it isn't, is, it? isn't it? So, um, um, you know, absolutely. I mean, last night there was definitely a few times where I, I was yelling out, for goodness sake, can you just call a timeout and take the momentum out of the game? But, you know, again, uh, <laughs> I'm not exactly an expert in that space, so I'll, uh, I'll definitely leave that to CJ. No, well, you're doing a terrific job there at Australian Motors, and we certainly value the partnership here with the Bungie and Brett's to show. Great to talk to you this morning, Dylan. We'll look forward to seeing you courtside again soon at the 36s and keep up the great work that you're doing there with Mitsubishi here in South Australia. No, well done guys and uh, loving the show as well. Sounds awesome. Thanks Dylan. Great to have Dylan Nunn with us there as our guest here on the Bungie and Brettster show on a Sunday morning. We're heading into the 10 o'clock news. Beautiful 24 degrees outside. You better get up and about and get out and enjoy it today. Heading for a high of 26. A lot to look forward to and plenty more still to come on the show. We'll break now for the 10 o'clock news. The basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster show.
Great to have you with us here on a nice Sunday morning at Studio Lumo, 1629 SENSA for the Bungie and Brettster Show. Time now for us to turn our attention to basketball. McCarran to Cleveland, who wants to drive on Wagstaff, draws the foul, makes the bucket. 28.3 to go in the game. Well, Wagstaff's better off just letting that layup happen rather than taking a swipe at it. Gave her an extra point. Crowd up and about. Cotton with the ball in the backcourt. Almost the interception. It is an interception. Antonius Cleveland to Randall the second is short with a three-pointer. And McCarran fouls Webster. And Randall had a good look at a three. And it was short. Nine seconds to go in the game. Cleveland tries to drive past Webster. It fell to McCarran. He put it in for two. Wildcats get the ball in. And that will be it. As the ball remains in the hands of Brady Manick, fittingly. He finished with 25 points. The Wildcats upset the 36ers at home, 94-89. to 89. Paul Bonza and Rupert Sapwell were their call of the game last night, which didn't go according to plan. And Brett Maher, you were their courtside for ESPN. And the home form this year for the 36ers, well, now one and three, uh, they need to find a remedy and quickly. Yeah, they do. Um... <laughs> It was a little disappointing. They had 9,071, which was a record uh, home crowd for the 36ers, which is great to see. They were primed and ready to roar, but the 36ers fell in a hole early in the game and just found themselves trying to dig themselves out. They got up by about five uh, in the last quarter, and I thought it was over then. I thought they were going to steamroll Perth, but Perth, to their credit, got going. Always dangerous when someone of the calibre of Bryce Cotton has only scored three points going into the last quarter. You knew he was going to get going. He ended up with 15 and um, was probably the deciding factor in that last quarter. But also uh, Brady Manek, who has been uh, under fire for Perth. If he had played a bad game, I have no doubt they would have sent him home in this upcoming break. But he got going, had 25 points, and um, he was very good uh, for Perth. Um, so, yeah, it's this one. I've got a bit of a theory. This year, there's a lot of away teams winning. And um, it's really weird. Normally, the home teams win probably 70 to 80% of the time. And it's probably flipped this year. My, my theory is, is A, um, a lot of teams don't have local players in their team. There's a lot. Like, you look at Adelaide, there's virtually no local guys in their team. There's also so much turnover in the players and content of the teams each year. Most of the teams have got six, seven new guys coming in. Um, so they haven't established that kind of home court feeling at all anyway. And then most of the teams are playing in entertainment centres and they're not getting to train on their court. So it, it's not a huge advantage when you're only seeing that court once every home game anyway. So all of those factors don't really help to build that culture and that that home court winning advantage. And hence, teams are going on the road. They're a little bit more relaxed because they don't have the pressure of the, the home fans and are, and are playing really good basketball on the road. And the 36ers have got three away games coming up after this fever break, which could be a bit of a godsend that they get on the road and they are playing better on the road and can string some wins together. Well, road teams have won 22 of the last 31 games wow. in the season. And as you say, the numbers are just, uh, that's unbelievable the way that it's unfolding at the moment. The three losses that Adelaide have had at home this season the common denominator is that the team that has come into Adelaide and won has hit 15 three-pointers. 
Now, that's a pattern developing, and it's to do around the defence of the 36ers. And again, it wasn't up to scratch last night. And even if they can turn this around, if they can't find some defensive intensity, even if they make the playoffs, and six of the ten teams this year in the NBL will, they're not going to get anywhere in the playoffs because if you can't play defence, you're not going to be able to score 90 in a playoff game. So they really need to address it, and very quickly. Well, I liked, we were talking about uh, before the show, I liked uh, what John really did. Uh, he was under immense pressure, five losses in a row coming into this game. He had his team up the court, full court, setting that tone early, rotating his players through, maybe a little bit too much, but keeping them fresh. Uh, and that worked really well for them. I would like to see the 36ers start the games full court, defensive pressure, get themselves going, not finding themselves in a 10 to 15 point hole in that first quarter, but setting the tone defensively. That'll flow into their offense um, because they just look sluggish. They're starting in a a lazy half court man-to-man defense, which is then flowing over into their offense. It's looking lazy. They're having a heap of turnovers, which really cost them in that first quarter. And then they're relying on a second quarter, third quarter fight back um, I'd like to see them start the game a lot more up-tempo and get going. Um, Robert Franks uh, and Antonius Cleveland were pretty good last night. Um, they were good. Uh, we had um, Craig Randall come back into the team after that sternum injury. And um, a lot has been said about their ball movement and how well they played in Illawarra a couple of nights ago. On Thursday night was their best win of the season, one by 16. DJ had 28, Franks 25. Drimmick Detch also had their season-high scores. It did seem that the ball did move a little bit freer without Craig Randall. Well, it's interesting as well. You look at DJ, for example. He had 28 points on 11 of 14 shooting. Uh, lots of more touches of the ball. He had four shots last night. I don't see how you can go from playing that well and getting lots of touches to hardly seeing the ball. And there's a big correlation with the 36ers when he does see the ball, he does score the team tends to do well. And I think it's probably a sign of that they are moving the ball if it is getting in his hands and he's getting touches and he's scoring. So we hope that they can get him a bit more involved uh, in these coming games as well because I think that'll make a huge difference. Well, last night, Franks and Craig Randall took half of Adelaide shots between them. Now, yes, Franks played well, but that is far too much. It's too heavily weighted. You can't have two players, no matter how good they are, taking half a team shots when you've got so many talented players in the Adelaide 36ers roster. Yeah, just the flow looked off as well. Like uh, you look at Sunday Detch and Mitch McCarron, they seemed a lot better in Illawarra. The way they were involved in the game, they didn't seem to be able to get into the flow of the game last night as well. So they've got some things to work on. They've got this FIBA um, window to work on that. And um, hopefully CJ can get them just working a bit better offensively. But also, as you mentioned, the defensive end is where they're going to win it and working on their defensive structures, how to guard an on-ball screen, and if they can work that out, they've got a heap of talent, probably too much talent. Too much. Um, I think they can get it going. So, as you say, next three games on the road, they head to Melbourne on the 17th of November in 12 days' time, or 11 days from now. Then they're in New Zealand, and then they're over in Perth. The next home game against Cairns here on the 2nd of December. So, they have got some work to do. Before we leave the 36ers and move to the Adelaide Lightning, there was a celebrity game last night, and SEN's own Andrew Hayes was seen 
not only knocking down a long three, but I think he was high-stepping his way back up the court <laughs> in some sort of show pony activity that I don't know if we've seen for a long time on a basketball court. Check it out on socials, people. I tell you what, there was a couple of guys, and, and he's in good nick, Hazy. Um, there was a couple of the young bucks running around that decidedly quicker than some of the others getting up and down the corner. And they were they actually looked quite good. There was a, a lot of threes being knocked down by what you would say is very amateur basketballers, but uh, they shot the ball well. Big source, Sam Jacobs was there. He's uh, still in pretty good nick getting up and down the court. A giant out there last night and uh, played well uh, from the X36s. We had Mark Davis on one team, Al Green on the other. Um, great to see them back on the on the floor, run up and down as well. And on our ESPN coverage last night, you grabbed Al Green there at three quarter time and asked uh, a couple of questions of the great man. And Al Green did say that he was worried for mm. Adelaide because the last quarter was about to start. And at that stage, the superstar Bryce Cotton, the best player in the competition, had three points. And he said, I'm worried. He has three. If he gets going, it's all over. And then Adelaide led by five with six minutes to go. And then Bryce Cotton did get going. So I'm going to blame Al Green. (laughs) Nostradamus Al Green predicted it. And the Perth Wildcats ran over the top, snapped a five-game losing streak. At least John Riley's a former Adelaide Championship winning player and uh, deserves a win. But the Adelaide Lightning, they went to the Southside Flyers. Can I, I'll quickly jump in. I, I was telling you a funny story with John Riley. Uh, Rupert Sapwell and I were sitting next to each other right near the Perth bench, and I was lucky enough to listen in on uh, one of the timeouts that John Riley had. He spent most of the time out drawing up this specific play um, to get one of the players the ball. They came out. Um, went to run the play, ran a completely different play. <laughs> the ball ends up in Bryce Cotton's hands. He hits a miraculous three-point <laughs> shot, and John really comes over and looks at myself and Rupert's out when he goes, just what I drew up makes me look good, doesn't it? <laughs> it was you got pretty a, funny. you got a great player like Bryce Cotton. They can make a coach look pretty oh, good, can't they? He can save your bacon, that's for sure. Speaking of coaches, Nat Hurst has been a guest on the Bungie and Brett's The Show mm. earlier uh, in the year, have made her debut. She's won more championships as a player than anyone else in the history of the WNBL with seven, but an opening night game against the Southside Flyers and Lauren Jackson. They played well and some promising signs, but the final margin was 99 to 91. Adelaide lose by eight. I tell you what, Izzy Borlase, um, mm, yeah. she is a dead set champion. She had an absolute cracker of a game. She ended up with, uh, what she have, 25 points on 10 of 12 shooting. Uh, that's amazing. And a couple of others, um, Talbot was very good as well, along with Whittle and Mansfield. Um, and Bell all contributed at the offensive end, but they just couldn't contain what is a very, very star-studded team in the Southside Flyers. When you're you're talking of names like Lauren Jackson, you got Blickarves, Thornton is one of their imports, Abby um, Bishop, Cole, Abby Bishop. Wow, what a, what a team! Their, their budget must be uh, pretty good for the, the WNBL side there. When you look at some of those uh, players, and Cheryl Chambers, but... the coach who was assistant coach of the Opals at the World Cup recently, so they are loaded and they hit fifteen of thirty from deep. So that what, helps, doesn't it? The, the problem that the thirty sixes had, mm. the Lightning had as well. But the Lightning in their first game to get ninety one is a good sign. And as you say, Izzy Borlase was outstanding. So she they was, uh, they can certainly got something to build on. Yeah, she was great. Uh, and Lauren Jackson a stinker. She was uh, one of nine. So you can only imagine. Did you say Lauren uh, Jackson had a stinker? Oh, well, She's she, the greatest of all time. She would admit it. She was <laughs> one of nine, but. Uh, 
seven or seven in the free throw line. She's still a legend, but um, yeah, she had an absolute uh, <laughs> stinker. But uh, yeah, the really good signs for the Lightning on the road. Um, I think uh, they've got a a pretty good team. Their chemistry is good as well. They're moving the ball around and and getting a lot of players involved. They had five girls in double figures. Monroe had eight. So um, some really good signs for the Lightning, and I think they're going to be around the mark this yes. year. Yes. Get around them. They are great supporters of our show as well. The Adelaide Lightning, they're your South Australian women's basketball heroes. Their next two games, next Friday, they're in Townsville. They back up against the reigning champs, Melbourne, on Monday. And their first home game, Saturday the 19th of November against Sydney. So get down to Adelaide 36ers Arena and support them on that. We need to take a break here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday morning. We've got plenty more coming your way right after this. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. Wokes on strike, Lahiri bowls, and he cuts, and, and he'll get four runs, and in the process, England raised the bat in triumph. They have defeated Sri Lanka here tonight by four wickets. They made it a lot more difficult than they needed to. Sri Lanka's tournament comes to an end, and in the process of victory, they have broken the hearts of the Australians. The Australian tournament comes to an end. England go through to the semi-finals in Group 1 alongside New Zealand. Just wasn't meant to be for the Australian cricket team. Brett Maher, the T20 World Cup champions are out, having lost just one pool game. It's a tough school. It is. It is. That was a costly loss uh, to New Zealand. Uh, they didn't do us any favours either, <laughs> either in their uh, game against England. A few things you need to go right in those sort of tournaments and uh, it didn't happen for us. And it's interesting to read some of the comments. A lot of the players are kind of nonchalant about it um, and matter of fact, which kind of irks me a little bit. And, and I think the the big point of it is, is that the, and we've talked about it, their schedules are so full on that this just will get washed away in the wash of how much, and the next thing will come up and they're playing in so much. I, I just don't think there's a huge care factor um, or as much care factor as there should be when you're playing in a in a World Cup. Uh, it should be a highlight, but there's just so much going on. I think it just gets washed away. Yeah, I think you're right with that because they really do play so much cricket and so many different tournaments and IPL, of course, big money. They have to play that. Well, they don't have to, but they'd be mad not to. But Test cricket and one-day cricket and T20 and Big Bash and everything that they play, yeah, you out there to produce your best, but uh, it seems that the general public are starting to lose a little bit of faith as well. Smallish crowds to follow the Australians um, when you had 95,000 at the MCG of Pakistan cracker, and India. Oh, my God. Boy, do they make some noise here. But the crowd's uh, not too bad here at the Adelaide Oval. It continues today if you like to get down there as well. South Africa against the Netherlands is about to start. And then from 2.30, Pakistan against Bangladesh to look forward to as well. And the game here, Rashid Khan, Boy, is he an outstanding talent. The best bowler in the world in T20. And his batting is outstanding as well. He almost stole the game from Australia. Yeah, we love to watch him. He's an exciting player at both ends. Um, so, yeah, he's been good. And, um, yeah, just uh, in that England game, uh, like obviously a lot of Australians were very keen on the result of that. Um, it'd be nice. Stokes is just... 
performing so well at the moment and, and you listen to their players and coach, uh, they just sense uh, a sense of calm when he's out there and that it's under control. Him and uh, Hales were very good uh, in that win and got them through. Um, so that's a big one for them. Um, it's going to be interesting now. I'd like to get your thoughts on who you think is going to win it from here. Um, we've got India and South Africa are both playing very good uh, and obviously New Zealand and England from our draw um, are playing reasonably well as well. What what are your thoughts there? I, my pick, I I think India are uh, um, very very good uh, and are going to be pretty tough. To it's beat. hard. You certainly wouldn't be having any money on it because it's uh, such a difficult tournament to try and pick, and it can change in and over. It can change from being on top, and then all of a sudden it's game over for you. But England came in as favourites. I think they're going to win. And I think that they'll do a very good job of it as well because uh, I really like their team. They've got a good balance in team. They've got good bowlers. And as you mentioned, Stokes is always important for them as well. But what do you think out there? What does the South Australian sporting public think about the Australian cricket team? Shoot us a text on 0427-154-166 or the open line is 1300-736-736. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, as I said, I think uh, Coley is, uh, I just love watching him play, but it's just such a slugfest, the T20, and it's whoever just is connecting on the day. Like You could have your bowlers bowl fantastically, but it's such a batter's game, the T20, just going out there and having an absolute whack. And I think that's part of what intrigues a lot of people about it and makes it fun to watch when you're knocking four, five, sixes off and over. Um, I think that's exciting. And you're never really out of it. You just, as you said, need one player to have a good over and all of a sudden you're uh, you're looking pretty good. And just looking out the window here of Studio Luma, 1 King William Street, uh, it's a dynamic day out there. So if you're thinking about getting out and enjoying it, South Africa against the Netherlands at the Adelaide Oval, just about to start, and Pakistan against Bangladesh to follow at 2.30. What a great afternoon that would be down there at the cricket, watching some great talent. And as you say, it is entertaining because it's so heavily weighted in favour of the batsmen that uh, the ball's usually landing in the crowd on a regular basis. You might be able to catch one yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I've watched a bit of uh, Pakistan, actually, uh, and they've uh, got some... How do you uh, go with the names so... in the Pakistani lineup? <laughs> well, look, Ashdeep's probably my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got some cracker names in there. The 12th man, I tell you what. He doesn't, Birmingham. he doesn't even have to try anymore. Like, they're just giving it to him on a platter. But, uh, yeah, they're They've been entertaining to watch, and that, that'd be a good game to go down and see today, actually, at 2.30, Pakistan versus Bangladesh. Beautiful 24 degrees outside. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. Thanks to Lauren X Cleaning, supporting sample and community football in 2022. Google Lauren X today, a short break. Back with more right after this. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday morning with us here on the Bungie and Brett's Show. 1629 SENSA is where we are every Sunday. And Brett Ma, time for us now to talk about the Baseball World Series because it's delicately poised. It is. Um, the Astros can win it uh, today. Uh, they're going in with that uh, one-game advantage and uh, looking pretty good. And uh, I think for Philly to get back into this, I, I watched and listened to some comments from their coach. He's he's pretty confident. He just said to stay the course, keep doing what they're doing. They're playing actually pretty well. Um, I think the big key uh, is Zach Wheeler on the mound. He's going to have to pitch very well um, to keep them going. And on the batting, uh, Harper and Schwarber have been batting 
very well. In consideration, the rest of the team has been pretty crap. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Batting-wise, they've, they're 8 of 33, which isn't great, but it's a, Underperforming. A, it's a lot better than the rest of the team. So if they can get their batters uh, just to lift a little bit and uh, on the mound get things worked out, then they're a chance. And we'd love to see it go to a, a Game 7. Exactly, yes. The final two games are in Houston. The last time uh, that the Phillies were down in a Series 3-2, they managed to force it to Game 7 and win. So we're not giving up on them just yet. And they have such a close association with the Adelaide Giants, who are great supporters of our show as well. And uh, so everyone here in Adelaide has jumped on the Phillies. The Cinderella story, who sacked their coach earlier in the season, and uh, have come from nowhere to uh, be in the World Series. And how about Mattress Mac, Jim <laughs> Mackingvale, who's a Houston businessman, has a big uh, furniture store. He's had $10 million on wow. the Houston Astros throughout the season, just backing them at various times. So he didn't times. just put it on for finals. No, not He's... just for the finals. He thought, we're going to have a good season. And when he got the odds, he was after. So he averaged out the odds at around 7.5 to 1. So he stands wow. to win $75 million if the Houston Astros can win today. It's the largest legitimate payout in sports betting history, believed to be. But full credit to him. He's giving some money back to the fans, back to his customers. He's told everyone, come into my store, spend $3,000 or more, and if the Astros win, I will give you your money back. Wow. So that's sharing the love, oh, isn't that it? Is. Cheap as he would be feeling really good about himself. Maybe not after game one when they no. were down 0 and 1, but uh, right now, when they're one game away from winning the World Series, and you stand to win 75 mil. You'd be, uh, you'd be feeling very good. You'd be feeling very strong. He's got two chances for a cracker at it as well. So we'll watch that with interest. Update the scores as they become available. The pregame is on right now. But uh, time for us to break for the news here. Maybe Bungie, Andrew McLeod will join us after the break. Certainly Chelsea Randall. We're looking forward to chatting to her as well. And a whole lot more coming your way. We do it thanks to Nippies. Nippies are farm-grown, family-made, and we love them here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Bretster Show. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday morning. Beautiful day outside, heading for a max of 26 degrees here in Adelaide. Get out and enjoy it, maybe on the bike. I think there's a, a certainly a market down at Henley Beach, down at Henley Square. Might have to go and check that out a little later today, just after 10.30 on a Sunday morning here. And the Bungie and Bretster Show, we do it thanks to Nippies. Quench your thirst this summer with a Nippies ice-flavoured milk or fresh juice. <laughs> I'm looking at Brett Maher's empty bottle <laughs> oh, of Paradise time. Punch. It was nice. Uh, I, I'd like to get the visual of it for a while, but you're uh, sort of, no, rip the top off and huh. down she goes. i tell you what is intriguing me is the uh, cloudy apple juice. Um, <laughs> haven't seen it before. It's... Um, in a smaller container because I'm gathering it's quite potent, but I'm looking forward to uh, cracking into that one as well. Well, I'm pleased to say that our partner in crime, Andrew Bungie McLeod, uh, who was on location in Darwin, may have been able to join us on the line. Have we got you? Can you come in there, Bungie? I certainly am, Case. It's great to be in the studio oh, via uh, satellite with you blokes, but... Uh, What's what's Marzi into now? What what Nippy's product is he drinking? <laughs> Whatever they give me, mate. And, I'm not fussy. And yours is gone as well. Sorry about that, Bunch. Oh, I hope the fridge is stocked. I'll have to talk to Jace when I get back. And uh, but uh, yeah, I'm missing those uh, those Nippy's mornings. Hey, yep. mate, I've got a question for you. 
Um, can you stop sending me pictures of all these big fish that you're catching? I'm getting very, very envious. We, we, for all our listeners out there, he's sending me pictures of these massive barra and whatever else is jumping on his line up there. And um, you're doing pretty well with the line there, mate. They're not uh, got weights in them, have they, these fish you're catching? <laughs> Nah, there's uh, no competitions up. Well, there is a competition up here because obviously when I come home, there's uh, you got to try and uh, I've got to try and beat my uh, my brother and uh, the my other cohorts of, of mates. But now nah, we uh, just lucky. I got I got a uh, challenge uh, from uh, the family to to keep my brother occupied while they were uh, setting up a surprise birthday. And I said, what do I have to do? I take him fishing. Oh, how hard was that? So I spent <laughs> yeah, all you got it. You got it. So we spent all day fishing, and here I was just uh, pretending to be a great fisherman. And I was lucky enough to catch a couple of uh, caught a couple of barren, a couple of nice uh, skinny fish, and everyone was happy. Were you catching them on a hand line? Did I see a hand line that you're using? Oh, whatever I can, Bretster. You know, <laughs> like it's a hand line or a rod, whatever's whatever's free. I was jumping on, and if it wasn't my if it wasn't my line, I tell you what, I was uh, I was like Usain Bolt, just. Uh, Heading down the sand just to grab hold of someone's line. As soon as I saw, as soon as I saw it go off or the bait move or the the line move, I was into it. So, uh, yeah, I, I was I was pretty keen to catch a fish and was lucky enough to do it. Now we're going to talk a little bit of AFL shortly with Chelsea Randall from the Adelaide Crows, who have got their hands full. But first up, we need to talk some netball with you. You've been all over this netball right from the start, and we have finished the Test series against England with a three-zip result. They could not have been more impressive, and given all the activity that was going on around them and outside of the game itself, uh, that's a phenomenal effort by our team. Oh, certainly, is case. I think what they did was they just stamped themselves as uh, you know as being the best in the world. Um, obviously they, they'd shone a light on, uh, not just being athletes as well, but, uh, you know, uh, people that, um, that have a social conscience and, and stood tall they, in their beliefs. Um, you know, they, they've copped a fair bit of criticism, but they've banded together and, uh, you know, galvanized the team, um, which, which is, um, you know, only makes them stronger, I guess, as, as a side. But, um, you know, we talked about the fact that the government, um, wouldn't allow that uh, that that sponsorship to fall by the wayside, and they stepped up. Or the Victorian government stepped up and have uh, you know filled that void of that fifteen million dollar sponsorship. And um, they are one of our our greatest uh, uh, national teams, um, and they're continually sh- showing up and, and and done that. And you know I, I think it's it's great that they've got that outcome. And like I said, they've shone a light on some some social issues that we need to have conversations about um, and, you know, all kudos to the girls and they just, uh, they ended up finishing the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the roses off, which was, which is always good as well. Cause we love to beat uh, the English. And how, how good was Danelle Wallum? Um, she, under all the extenuating circumstances of what's been flying around and going on outside of the netball court to, uh, she was 15 of 15 going in the main break, finished, 25 of 26 before getting subbed out. I think it was in the third quarter. Um, she's been amazing, hasn't she? Well, I think what that shows, Breast, is that she's just worthy of her spot. Mm. Um, you know, she came in and there was a lot of cloud over, obviously, you know, the pressure that she was under to be able to perform in that first game. I think she shot eight of eight. Um, she missed the second game um, and, then, and then to be able to deliver again. Um, yeah, look, I think that they've, Obviously, in that of 
Gretel Buetta, they were looking for someone to step up and they've been able to find, I guess, a, a number of different combinations in, in their front half in, in the shooters. And Danelle Wallam looks like she's going to be a big part of that. Yeah, well, um, you had some great other performances. Paige Hadley was excellent. Maddie Turner was good as well. They've been able to blood a lot of new, uh, younger talent uh, through this series as well. Um, has that uh, caught your eye as well? Yeah, I think there's a there is a little bit of a transition there too because they've had some girls that have played for a, a long period of time. Um, in the second game, uh, they were able to do do that as well. But obviously, you know they've um, like when when you're dominating a lot, it's it's a bit like Australian cricket that you know it's 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 harder to get out than it is to get in. Um, you know, back in the day when the when Aussie cricket was at its uh, as, as at the peak, but you know having um, some of those girls be able to step up um, and, and get some, you know, get some court time. You know, I think that that's that's what's, um, uh, you know, for them. That's that's a real bonus moving forward as they continue to evolve um, their, their side. And you know, you can see, obviously, um, yeah, the, the roses are going through that transition period as well. We've seen the emergence of Jamaica um, and, and New Zealand have been like that as uh, too. So. Uh, um, you know, that I think Nepal is really healthy um, in Australia. And, um, you know, we've just seen that with the, you know, beating the, the, I guess, one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, they did bunch of They won the first test by one goal, then won by eight in the second in Sydney. And then 57-53 was the scoreline in Brisbane on Thursday night. They're also the Commonwealth Games champion. We know how big you are in the Commonwealth Games like me and not someone else in this room. We love it. We love it. <laughs> get around it if you can. And get around the Bungie and Brewster show. We do this thanks to Mayhem Collectibles, one of Australia's fastest growing trading cards and collectibles specialist, mayhemcollectibles.com.au. We'll take a short break here and talk AFLW right after this. For women's sporting team, legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. It's already a great morning here in Adelaide, 24 degrees, heading for a max of 26. We've got Andrew McLeod on location in Darwin. And to make it even better, we've got the captain of the Adelaide Crows women's AFL team, Chelsea Randall, on the line with us as well. Morning to you, Chelsea. Good morning. How are you? Oh, we're great. Great to have you with us here, although you didn't get the result you were after against Melbourne. Yes, correct. Unfortunately, it was a bit of uh, disappointing. Um, Unfortunately, we came out of the blocks in the first quarter um, and then to Melbourne's credit, they were able to, um, you know, come back and uh, and, hold, and withstand that. So, yeah, we'll look to go again and um, play in this Saturday at a, at, with a home crowd will be nice. So we'll see if we can get up and keep going. And how are you going, Chelsea? I noticed you got a, a pretty good knock in the, in the last quarter towards the end of the game. Uh, how are you going? You're in the wars at the moment. Yeah, no, that's footy, isn't it? <laughs> um, it was a yeah, a bit of a. I got a, I think knee to the nose, um, and then yeah, so just kind of got back up, and then unfortunately, um, I got caught in my shoelaces as I was walking back from my free kick and uh, stumbled, which maybe looked a little bit dramatic on the TV, but uh, yeah, I've gone through all the um, concussion tests and uh, everything there, and all passed with flying colours, so we're all good on this end, <laughs> which is a good sign. We love a bit of entertainment and a bit of drama, Chelsea. But uh, it was a cracking game. The uh, the uh, I guess the battle of the that that inside versus the outside, and um, 
days in the end were able to get some really uh, good ball on the outside. So that's shutting down that run and that uncontested game. Um, you know, and, and I guess moving forward, something that you're going to have to obviously work on, um, put, you know, setting yourself up for a home final next week as well, just to get that balance right. Yeah, it, it's so true, Bunge. Like, and we was conversations throughout the week where, you know, we were kind of working, let's try and win this inside kind of battle and, and have some, I guess, a bit of an umbrella. We knew that Paxman was kind of coming in um, into their stoppages as well. And so our defender could kind of be used uh, kind of in there as well. So we are trying to kind of create a bit of an umbrella, but then we kind of didn't doing so, probably lost that outside balance as well um, in terms of that spread. And so, yeah, we kind of didn't give ourselves, I guess, a good look um, at switching the ball and bits and pieces. And Melbourne, to their credit, their handball receives were um, through the middle, were, you know, uncontested possession is what kind of hurt us. So, yeah, we'll look to kind of review that um, and then obviously figure out who, who we're playing against, whether that Western Bulldogs or Collingwood, and, and go from there. Do you have a preference, Chelsea? I know most people will say, no, we'll just take whoever comes. But uh, do you guys match up better on, on one of those teams rather than the other? Um, no, the, the old cliche is we don't really um, mind who we're actually kind of playing against. So it is just an opportunity for us to you know, to actually have a second chance, um, which is awesome. Um, but we haven't actually played Western Bulldogs this season. Um, and we did come up against Collingwood, both, you know, incredible sides. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of just wait and see who we're up against and then kind of review. But, um, yeah, we're just kind of excited, one, to be at home and around our fans. And hopefully everyone gets down to support us and, yeah, hopefully get the win so we can continue on this journey. Well, I was going to ask you that, Chelsea. Do, you, do we know where the game's at? Oh, sorry if I'm uh, late to the party, but in terms of the game and where where that's at for you know for the Crows fans to be able to um, get ready, because obviously you know you guys have built a, a reputation of, of playing uh, finals footy, and everyone wants to get around and support you. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a you know an amazing contest to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the only info that I can have at this stage, I believe it's going to be this Saturday coming um, at Unley Oval. So um, I'll kind of just find out the timings and everything like that once it's been released. But yeah, stay tuned for Saturday and come down in your tricolours. It'll be great to have everyone down there. Well, Melbourne, uh, as you said, are playing some pretty good footy. Uh, the Lions are hot favourite as well, playing some good footy. Had a good win over the Tigers, 39-22 uh, on the weekend. Um, what, are, what are, I guess, the key things for you guys to move forward, get the win next week and go further into these uh, finals? What are some of those real key points you, you're looking at? I guess, like, um, in terms of just managing that pressure and expectations and stuff. That's that's just focusing on the next game that we have and, you know, how you bring that back is, is okay, well, what are we doing for recovery to get ourselves right for the, the game right here, right now? And, you know, Monday, then we're looking at training and reviewing and learning. Um, and then Wednesday, having a really good session on the, on the track. Uh, and then, you know, captain's run on Friday and then go out there and execute. Um, for us, it's it's really just kind of remaining present and not overthinking, you know, all the scenarios in your head is just kind of remaining calm and, and trying to go on out there and execute your plan um, that we've been working on. And I've loved this season. It's been it's been an incredible season, you know, in terms of our girls, you know, that we've 
learnt some incredible things in terms of we've been down and had to really fight back in games to try and actually win them. And, um, you know, that relentlessness and um, resilience in our girls has been what I've been loving this season. So I'm really um, chuffed and I'm I'm kind of loving that the attention's on Brisbane and and Melbourne. So, you know, we can kind of continue to keep going on our journey and, um, and yeah, and keep kind of coming in as the underdog. I don't mind that. So we'll, we'll um, keep focusing on our next game and um, and see what we can do from there. Well, Chelsea, uh, just before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about uh, today's is game. It? Obviously, it's uh, clashing between oh. Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Whoever wins is going to play Adelaide. As you mentioned, you played Collingwood back in <laughs> September and uh, were able to get the win there. But will you get together as a group to watch this game? Uh, no, today is really about everyone actually getting re- doing a re- bit of a refresh for themselves and some might choose to watch that game. Um, I know actually all the girls kind of came together um, last night and uh, went and cheered on the 36ers, the local Adelaide boys, and I think at halftime they had a bit of a um, shooting competition. So, you know, it's about just keep reconnecting and keeping everyone together last night and tonight is, you know, uh, today is really just going out and refresh yourselves, um, whether that be family time or, you know, do some recovery, um, whatever is going to reset your mind and, and let us to continue to get back on the track for this week. Well, a great day for it. You can head down the beach uh, for a walk. What are your plans? Uh, it's beautiful at the moment, isn't it, outside here in Adelaide. It's very sunshine. So, yeah, I might take the dogs for a bit of a walk and, um, yeah, just managing my body and um, all the different things. Um but, yeah, I'm just icing and bits and pieces to get my body right. So, yeah, we'll just enjoy the day, I think. Well, we've got to catch over a coffee at some time, Chelsea, because, um, Case, Chelsea's a forward thinker like myself and we like to come up with um, really good ideas that, uh, well, mine go nowhere, but hers might actually go somewhere. So we'll have to catch up for a coffee, Chelsea, and talk through some of these harebrained schemes. That would be great, mate. I've got a few, few things up my sleeve, so let's do it. Really appreciate your time this morning, Chelsea. Great to chat. Good luck next week. We'll be following you and giving you all our support. We really appreciate Appreciate your time today. Thanks, Case. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Brett. Bunge. Take care. Thanks, Chelsea. Chelsea Randall, our special guest here on the Bungie and Brett's The Show. And just before we leave AFL, uh, we wanted to touch on the men's side of things as well because the magic round coming to Adelaide, I'm all for it, but one of our colleagues here on SEN, the great man Michelangelo Rucci, had this to say recently. I've still got a lot of questions on this one, Andrew. And the, the first one is... Why do we need a magic round in the AFL at a time when... Can you remember through that whole COVID pandemic and, and Patrick Dangerfield led this whole thing and I remember Ken Inkley saying it as well. Everyone was wanting less football, not more football. So first question, why do we need magic round? Second question is, what's the purpose of the magic round? Can't agree. Can't agree. Why not? Don't ask why do we have it. Ask why not and get out and support it, Bungie. I think the magic round here in Adelaide, well, everyone would get behind it, wouldn't they? I think Rooch has had a bit of a bad... Did he have a bad coffee in the morning or something? <laughs> is, it, is it okay? Is everybody checked that he's all right? What's, what's he going on about? I think everyone would be supportive of magic round. Why don't you get to see... The best you get to see all the teams, the best footy. You spoilt for a whole weekend of in Adelaide. Well, you know the the what it generates in terms of financial, um, you know, for for the state people to come in and to celebrate for businesses for everything. And 
like we are we're sports mad in, in South Australia. We want you've seen been able to see what it's done to Brisbane when they hosted the NRL Magic Round up there over the last few years. Um, I think it'd be mad not to do it. So yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Maybe Roosh just had a bad day. I agree, Bungie. I think it's going to be uh, a great for the state, a great major event, something we can really publicise here in South Australia, show how good we are at supporting these major events. And that might even help attract other great major events uh, to SA. We've talked about things like having the Commonwealth Games here and other big events. And uh, I think this is just another one that we can do. We can do really well. And we've got a lot of fans that support not only the Crows and Port Adelaide, but do support those other teams. And I think we would get uh, some pretty good crowds out of those events. And some people, I think, that just love footy would be interested in going to like three or four games in a weekend. Yeah, well, that's the thing is you, you look at Melbourne, I guess, as a, you know, as, as uh, footy fanatics, and they're, they're blessed. They get, you know, six or seven games a weekend um, that they get to choose to go around and watch. So you, you don't have, just because it's not your side, like you said, a lot of people actually follow football just as people. Like they, they take interest in other games. They feel like they're part of, you know, their own team and they go and scout the opposition and will watch the other games during the week. So to be able to do that in your own backyard, we've got one of the best facilities in the world. Um, you know, I think it's it'd be a no-brainer to bring it um, to to Adelaide, and um, yeah, I think everybody would get on board. Um, the, the, and and I just reiterate the fact that you know what it'll generate in terms of income for businesses. Imagine what the 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 city precinct would be going off, and particularly as we still recover from you know the last couple of years, um, you know, promoting any sort of uh, traction in the, our city is 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 fantastic, and sports a big way to do that. Obviously, we're we you know we're steeped in the arts and stuff, but sport is um, something that um, you know Adelaide people love. Well, imagine if you're a Collingwood fan, you'd actually get to see your team. They never leave Melbourne, so to have them actually <laughs> come over and travel outside of Melbourne, come to Adelaide, the Collingwood fans would go nuts. <laughs> ah, quick drive-by there from Brett Ma. I like it. I like it. You make a very good point as well. We're all for. We want magic round here in South Australia, and we want it soon. So Peter Malinowski is doing a great job. Let's get it here. Time for us to take a short break. We're coming up to the 11 o'clock news. Stay with us here on the Bungie and Brettster Show. We do it all thanks to Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. Almost into the final furlong here on the Bungie and Brettster Show on your Sunday morning. Trust you're having a great morning so far and can get out and enjoy this brilliant weather at the moment. Looks like a nice sunny day up in the top end where Andrew McLeod is at the moment as well, Bungie. Oh, case I don't I don't think I've actually uh, had anything else but a singlet on and some shorts and my thongs walking around since I since I got here. Beautiful weather after leaving Adelaide. Uh, it was pretty cold um, when I left the other day. So, but here you guys are going all right. There, it's uh, last week we were in the studio. It was it was raining and Brett's umbrella. When, when we left the studio, he started flying down King William. <laughs> the flying nun. So. 
I'm hoping you guys have got some Sunday. <laughs> it was uh, the funniest no. thing I've ever seen, I reckon. <laughs> it was. Taken off. I, thought it, I thought it was Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, thanks for bringing that up, Bungie. I appreciate that. It was a bit of an adventure getting to the car, <laughs> but uh, not today. Not today. We'll be bathing in it down here, and, uh, yeah, definitely a good day. Yeah, well, certainly going to be a good day, we hope, for Adelaide United. They play against Western United today. Uh, coming off that good win against Perth last week, it was a 2-1 victory. And, of course, uh, the next home game is going to be interesting here on Friday the 11th as well when Melbourne Victory get to town. But Adelaide United, given the, the six, lack of success we've had for our Adelaide sporting teams in the last 24 hours, including the Lightning and the 36ers, uh, we hope that the Western United might get some Adelaide United treatment today. Well, they've got off to a slow start, Western United, uh, and Covey's very uh, aware of that in, in his interviews this week leading up to it, that they can't afford to let them get their tails up and get a, a 1-0 start uh, over us. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's fairly confident heading over there, which is uh, good signs, I think, for Adelaide United. Yeah, I think based on the fact, you know, they were able to get a, a, a good win last week against Perth and... Uh, build that confidence. You know, they talked about building the building the uh, the fortress at home, but obviously, uh, particularly earlier when we spoke to Carl Veer the other week, these away games become really imperative early. That if you can, you can get some points. Um, you know, particularly as you're still trying to find your feet um, in these these early um, season. That um, you know, it it certainly adds up at the back end. Uh, you know, when you're uh, heading heading into that run home, so. Uh, if they can get some some wins away early, they're like goal. They can almost be like two wins. So um, I'm sure they'll be hoping to build on that momentum that they created last week. I think getting Lockie Barr back into the team, he was good for Adelaide United late last season. Uh, he's coming off of that uh, slight calf injury. So that's good uh, to see him coming back in. And, uh, yeah, listening to Carl again saying uh, the good form of Popovich and Warland as well. Uh, we hope that continues into this game. Hey, boys, just a quick one. What about the – there was all this uh, – you know, there was a, a little bit of, um, uh, I guess, cloud over Craig Goodwin coming into the season and, you know, on limited minutes and getting – he's the best player in the competition. And he's, last week he just proved that. Like, he's, he's such a good player – um, you reckon we might be a chance to lose him? Well, let's hope not. He's very happy here in Adelaide, and we did lose him, and he came back because he enjoys it so much here with his family. He's got a young family as well, but it's certainly a big week. It's a massive week uh, because the Australian Socceroos team, the squad is going to be announced, mm. a 26-man squad. They've put through 55 names so far, and they're going to have to reduce it to 26. And we're hoping, and you would expect that Craig Goodwin's going to be there. Awer Mobil, Riley McGree, former Adelaide United players who are expected to be named as well. But uh, it must be a nervous time. with such a huge event for some of these players. It will be the only time they'll get to go to a World Cup. So a lot on the line here when this uh, team and the squad is announced on Tuesday. Yeah, interesting to listen to some of Graham Arnold, the coach's comments, is that he's picked five players per position. Um, in his list of players that he's going to select from. 
Uh, and it's understood that probably 21 of those are, are dead set certainties and the rest are fighting out uh, for positions. And a really good article, uh, if you're in Adelaide today, in the Advertiser uh, Sunday Mail uh, about uh, the team and the selections. Robbie Slater gives his view of the 26 players he believes uh, should be in that team. And, yeah, it, it's always interesting. They've got to pick players that can play multiple positions, but also players that are going to be able to back up um, game after game in such a heavy format um, that is a World Cup. So the selection is always uh, interesting. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Coach Arnold goes with. What do you think, Bungie? He's dropped out. Yeah, looks like we might have lost yeah, him I, there. I oh, think he's still that, there. Um, you know, the... oh. fire away. <laughs> I must be a bit of cloud cover here, boys. It seems like I'll just keep uh, cutting in and out there for a minute. I'm, I think it might be some of those. Uh, um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, yeah, I think like having. You know, obviously, form is the biggest one, Brett, so when it comes to that, um, you know, making sure that blokes are, are, are in form. Um, you know, picking picking the squad is is one thing, but obviously the, those guys have, um, you know, you want to you want to be picked on your merits um, and not on your reputation. So it's going to be, uh, you know, interesting to see how that all plays out. But, you know, we're still early days in terms of um, that, that build-up. So um, you know, there's opportunity there, and we obviously hope our some of the Adelaide boys get uh, a real look in. Yeah, we've got players. Uh, I always look at um, and bring things back to basketball. Soccer is very similar in the sense that they've got players playing in nearly every league all over the world as well and playing on superstar teams. So sometimes it's hard to gauge form when you are an excellent player, but uh, in a team surrounded by international superstars and not getting that run. But most of those guys have a have a pretty good reputation and are probably in that 21 already selected. But uh, it is hard when you're trying to judge players that are playing in the Scottish League, in the Premier League, playing here in Australia, trying to get that that mix of uh, of talent, but also filling those positions with a lot of depth. Yep, they're going to be nervous this week ahead of the Socceroos squad being announced in the EPL overnight. Man City 2-1 winners over Fulham. Leeds got the better of Bournemouth 4-3. Leicester beat Everton 2-0. And big games coming up today, Chelsea and Arsenal. Aston Villa, Man United tonight. Southampton against Newcastle as well. Tottenham play Liverpool, West Ham against Crystal Palace. So big games coming up in the EPL as well. But time for us to take a short break here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We do it thanks to the Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. A lot of fun here on a Sunday morning. We've got Andrew McLeod in sunny Darwin. Brett Maher here in our studio Lumo at number one King William Street on 1629 SA. Trust you're enjoying our show into the final furlong directly now. And I wanted to mention to Bungie, last week I think you had gold trip you mentioned in your Melbourne Cup tips, my man. So congratulations to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... I don't know if I, I don't think I actually backed it though, but um, <laughs> yeah, there was a, I told a lot of people about it, and I hope they got on. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually know what I'm doing, as as we mentioned. But sometimes a little bit of luck obviously helps, and 
I know there's some some good stories um, going around about the um, about the races about the Melbourne Cup, but it just goes to show that it is a tough race to pick in it. It's the, as they as you're alluding to last week, it's the, it's the toughest race um, of anywhere to pick the winners, and that wet track certainly showed it. And the the top weight, he worked that out. The top weight gets over. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what put me off of him, uh, that he's carrying that much weight. I would have thought in the wet, that would have uh, been a real big factor. But, uh, yeah, I know nothing about racing as well. So um, what do we know? Now, the Rugby League World Cup, Bungie, I know you love the Rugby League. Um, a really good win by Australia over Lebanon, 48-4. to four. Um, Josh Adokar, five tries, a uh, bit of a standout. But expected result, what were your thoughts of that game? Yeah, I think it was obviously expected. Um, but I, one thing is that I, I don't think it was their best game. You know, there was a, they didn't, yeah, the, the, the last few games have looked really clinical and this was a bit messy. Um, but, you know, credit to, to Lebanon as well, I guess, as they were, uh, you know, they took it up to them as, as best they could. But it, I think it's tough going through some of these, um, these early stages in the World Cup and we've seen some, you know, some, some pretty big scores. But um, you know, as a player, I guess it's uh, it can be a bit challenging to, to mentally stay focused for all that time, knowing that you know it's it, it is a little bit easier than when you're playing against an England or a New Zealand, and um, yeah, it's uh, but as expected. Um, Cleary's um, goal kicking was a bit of a an issue though, and something that he needs to fix up because he's got a couple of really good uh, uh, goal kickers at Valentine Holmes and. Um, DCE and that that are by, uh, playing as well, uh, Daly Cherry Evans. That is Brett Stiff for, for you. Um, but um, yeah, they uh, yeah, I think they just got a, a, th- a few things to uh, they need to, to fix up. There, there, there was a bit of a controversy in the in the rugby uh, with a, a late penalty in the Fiji versus New Zealand game that cost New Zealand probably a spot in the in the finals. Uh, sorry, uh, Fiji in the finals. A, a, a strip was um, sort of overturned and. Uh, penalty was given to um, to New Zealand, who who uh, were able to capitalise on, on that uh, opportunity. But um, yeah, looking forward to the next couple of weeks and when the final start. And uh, but Australia, I think, uh, it's going to be uh, a tough because England look like they, they might be the side to beat in the World Cup. Well, we're probably going to have to beat New Zealand first, but also want to give a shout-out to the Gillaroos as well, our Rugby League World Cup women's team. First time in five years that they've played. They opened their campaign 74-0 against the Cook Islands, and they play France at 6 a.m. tomorrow. So good luck to them as well. Wanted to speak about Wade Ormsby, number 390 in the world. He's ranked in golf. $3.1 $3.1 million just jumped into the kick after they finished runner-up at the Live Golf final event. Brett Maher, uh, that's a nice uh, boost to his uh, pay earnings. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Like the prize money that they've got, you can see why so many players are jumping over to it. It's a it's a very good and quick payday. And, uh, yeah, when you can pick up more than your career earnings in one weekend... Uh, then I can see why they do it. Uh, Bungie, you're thinking of uh, putting a bit more time into your golf? Um, I probably need. I don't, probably don't have a, a, enough time to put into my golf, Brettster. But <laughs> oh, it'd be it'd be all right if we could probably combine our games. Uh, we still would be no good. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, you're right. It is a great day. 
Well, we might be able to go and watch it at least. We're told, the rumour is, Live Golf at the Grange Golf Club in April next year. Would you go and have a look at that, Bungie? Uh, yeah, it depends who's here, Case. You know, if you have a look at, uh, see see what sort of lineup they get, it might sneak down. And obviously golf is, uh, everyone in Adelaide loves golf. We're blessed with so many great golf courses around the place. But if it's, um, if it's down the Grange and you could get an opportunity to go and watch some of the best players in the world to come and do that. When we, we've, uh, we've been missing out on a lot of these opportunities, as uh, we spoke about in the previous shows around, that we haven't had great support from, uh, you know, the, the, the golf, uh, golfing world. But for Live Golf to step outside and bring some tournaments down under, we'd certainly get around it. Yeah, I'd definitely go down and watch. I think, uh, A, it's a great golf course. Um, B, you're getting some of the best talent in the world. We just don't get a lot of that here, well, especially in Adelaide, but even in Australia, um, we don't get a lot of it. So uh, I think it would be huge if we could secure that at Grange. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and the, given that the PGA have sort of overlooked Australia over the last over the last bit, um, it's nice to be able to um, be in that conversation. And, yeah, you know, to, to be able to get those events uh, – um, in Adelaide as well, I think it's you know we've got world class facilities in in every in most of our sports, so be able to get them down to Grange and just around the corner from UK, so you just roll in. I'll be straight down. I'll do a caddying roll if anyone wants to uh, need some help with that as well. This time last week we were talking about the Wallabies defeating Scotland sixteen fifteen and the thrilling finish won by a single point. Well, the European tour has continued, and just earlier this morning they had a thrilling result against France as well. They led thirteen to six, but the final scoreline was. 30 to 29 France. So they didn't get the win that they wanted, Bungie, but that's a, you know, against the European champions, that's a great performance by the Wallabies. They're back, baby. I think they're building. You know, that's the, that's the, the good thing. They've, uh, you know, they've obviously had some, some changes to their squad as well. Um, and, you know, a number of blokes coming back and be able to be really competitive and to take it up to the European champions, I think is a feather in their cap. So, um, it's a great way to be able to continue building. Obviously, you'd love to win, but sometimes, you know, uh, it just takes a, a little bit extra. But um, one day, they'll, they'll uh, hopefully it's not too far, they'll actually win one of those really close games and build that, uh, get that belief and start to build on that. What about uh, the NRL, Bungie? The Dolphins have been admitted for 2023 as the 17th team into the league. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, and also your thoughts on... Uh, getting the Rams back to Adelaide, wouldn't that be good? Why? That might be Roach be saying, why? Why do we need the Rams? Why do we need the Rams? Why not? Get them back. Yeah, I, reckon, yeah, well, I want a rugby league team in Adelaide. Get the Rams, eh? <laughs> oh, they've been talking about expansion teams for, for a long time now. And um, Perth always seems to come up before Adelaide. They talk about Perth. There's a big rugby following in Perth. And, um, yeah, they, they keep bringing that up but the expansion up into the, the dolphins is is interesting they've, they've thrown some money they haven't been able to get the talent that they uh you know they threw a lot of money at cam munster and uh, a number of other players that um you know obviously coached by wayne bennett one of the, the greatest coaches of all time so it's yeah, they're going to obviously have some teething problems but it's going to be interesting to see how they hit the ground running early um and you know that that pre-season is going to be a, a big one for them but uh, look forward to them coming into the competition and then, you know, what, where that expands. Adelaide, could we bring the Rams back, Brett Star? You might be, have to be the face of that. 
<laughs> um, I would like to say it. I think we, uh, I thought we had a pretty good following here in Adelaide when the Rams were here. It's exciting. Good to go along and watch. Set it up at Adelaide Oval and I reckon uh, it would be very well supported. And um, yeah, I like watching the rugby. Good result. They used to for- play at they did, didn't they? They played at Highmarsh for on Adelaide Oval Bunch. I was going to say a good result for Alex Demonor defeating Daniil Medvedev in the Paris Masters. His first win over a top five player in 19 attempts. Great boost to his confidence. And even better news now is that the special K's, Nick Kyrgios and Thanasi Kokonakis, have qualified for the doubles, the ATP finals in Turin. It's going to kick off next week. Big money there. And whether they win or not, we know we're going to be entertained. Those two get together, they have fun, and it's entertaining to watch Bungie. They're just building towards the Australian Open case. That's what they're doing, getting themselves right for the summer. And um, But they are. They're, they're two great talents. And I think that, you know, we've been, uh, we've had the, the, the Woodies were great. And uh, now that these boys are certainly taking it to uh, another level. They're entertaining and they make what we said, Brett, before. They actually make tennis um, interesting to watch. They do. They make it entertaining. And, and also entertaining is you fishing. Um, that's what we'd love to see. And uh, is is that on the is that on the agenda this afternoon? Going out and catching those last few barra before you come home? Possibly. There's they've got this uh, competition up here. The, the Northern Territory government they get the red tag. I'm looking for the red tag, the million dollar barra. If I can get the million dollar barra, then uh, you know what? I might not come back. So uh, we'll, we'll have to keep. Uh, actually, I won't say that because uh, I, I might get in trouble with my family. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, looking. Hopefully, we can get out there and uh, catch a few more. Get out there and do it, mate. We're out of time. Enjoy the rest of the top end. We'll see you here next week. There, boys. Andrew McLeod joining us from the top end. That's about all time we've got today. Marcy, what a show it was. The Cornhole World Cup drama. We had Dylan Nott on board, the 36ers. Izzy Borley starring for the Lightning T20 World Cup cricket. The Baseball World Series. Everything's been happening. See you next Sunday from 9.30. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.